Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 31st. Let's jump into today's top stories. The NCAA is targeting the 2024-2025 season when it comes to implementing any tournament expansion, to 25% of DI, per D1 ticker slash connects Brian Fisher, who reports a final decision by various sports committees is expected next January. Fisher also notes this timeline aligns with the start of a new media deal for all non-men's basketball NCAA championships. While there is lots of focus on MBBT expanding, things are still lukewarm on that front. For other sports, it's different. The NCAA has also started the process of hiring a media consultant to help sell-slash-package these new rights, going to the market after the current ESPN deal is up. One thing to keep in mind with regards to NCAA men's basketball tournament expansion, and why things are lukewarm beyond the sporting front, Turner pays 70% of the men's March Madness contract. They are focused on costs right now and have a new NBA rights deal approaching in 2025. Outgoing Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and other conference leaders will spend the next three days in Los Angeles to meet with officials, from USC and UCLA to listen, learn and collaborate on a variety of topics. The conference remains committed to assessing every area of integration to best serve our 14, soon to be 16, world-class academic and athletic member institutions with more than 10,000 student-athletes. As the Pac-12 continues to sort out its media rights situation, the Mercury News' John Wilner observes that while the Big Ten set up Evaluation North Star for negotiations, the Big 12, by prioritizing security over cash, undercut the Pac-12's negotiating position. Wilner continues, ESPN, Fox, Amazon, and the other media companies with varying degrees of interest in partnering with the Pac-12 could use the Big 12's deal as the relevant comparison, thereby driving down the price. Wilner goes on to submit it was unrealistic to expect the Pac-12 to finalize a deal in the early to mid-fall, and he acknowledges Commissioner Klyovkov was left with little choice but to wait as the UC Board of Regents considered UCLA's fate. Now, however, as the process drags on, Wilner posits that waiting creates a void, a standing invitation for the unknown to alter the trajectory of the negotiations and the future of the conference. Perhaps the marketplace will shift in favor of higher valuations. Or, maybe the economy will deteriorate. Maybe current bidders will grow weary of the Pac-12's stance and either reduce their offers substantially or walk away altogether. Either way, Wilner asserts that a market is set. We expect the process to conclude by the middle of March. If that window comes and goes with no deal imminent, our outlook will take a turn for the worse. Providence gets its largest gift in history for a women's program as Chicago Blackhawks owner Rocky Wirtz, whose daughter played field hockey for the Friars, has donated $1 million to establishes the Wirtz Family Fund for PC Field Hockey, which will support the team with travel, game costs, recruiting, professional development, supplies, summer tuition, and coaches' salaries, among other uses. It also establishes the Wirtz Family Scholarship Fund, which, as part of the college's permanent endowment, will enhance the scholarship allotment for the field hockey program in compliance with NCAA regulations. Alabama operated at an $18.5 million surplus during fiscal year 2022, on revenues of $214.37 million and expenses, of $195.88 million. The record revenue figure far surpasses the previous high of $189.3 million set in fiscal year 2020. 
the Crimson Tide football program accounted for $130.87 million of the department's revenue, against expenses of $78.5 million for a surplus of $52.35 million. Meanwhile, the men's basketball program brought in $8.15 million in profit, with revenue of $19.05 million, and expenses of $10.9 million. Philanthropic Contributions Increased from $34.81 million in 2021 to $52.33 million in 2022. The Swarm Collective CEO Brad Heinrichs last week remarked that the Heels for Life and IL Collective was able to raise money to keep Tar Heels QB Drake May from leaving with the help of the athletic department. Heels for Life CEO Graham Boone tells on 3's Andy Witchery, What I can say is that our university and our boosters club, the Rams Club, have been tremendous partners in helping us identify the donors who have always been such a benefit to Carolina, and helping us establish a kind of unified sense of trust with them that we're all working on Carolina sports together, and that NIL is a new form of that. Boone did also explain that the collective hasn't asked for, or received, specific lists of season ticket holders from the athletic department, Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard Edition of D1T in 5 for Tuesday, January 30th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.